1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon. The unique blend of hunting, conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle, delivered in an entertaining, informative fashion that only a veteran outdoorsman can do. DSC Campfires is brought to you by... DSC, Conservation, Education, and Hunter Advocacy. Hornady, Accurate, Deadly, Dependable. Trigicon, Brilliant Aiming Solutions. Ruger, Rugged, Reliable Firearms. Burnham Brothers Game Calls, Calling His Calls Made. Double Nickel Taxidermy, Where Hunting Memories Are Preserved. Taurus, Maker of the Raging Hunter and Other Fine Handguns. Now here's your host, Larry Weissner. David Fox, thank you for that introduction. And yes, indeed, we're back around the DSC campfire. And today I'm with a very special friend, Mr. David, Dave Fulson with uh, Safari Classics, who does tracks across Africa, uh, Trigicon's World of Sports Field and serves on the DSC Foundation Board along with me and beyond that we were friends for many many years and, and shared a few ventures together but Dave you just got back from New Mexico on a pronghorn antelope hunt. I am just back from the sunny slopes of central New Mexico yeah hunting pronghorn I was out there with uh, a good friend of both of ours, Chris Sells, with oh, Hime yeah. USA. And, and also a DSC board member. I was out there with a DSC board member as well. And, you know, look, we, we, you know, summertime in Texas, you know, we muddle through it. You know, you suffer through it sometimes. And then, you know, you're looking for any sign of the fall. <laughs> and even though it was hotter than blazes out there, I was out there with a rifle in my hand. I was chasing a game animal that I love hunting, and that signals to me that the rest of the hunting's <laughs> not too far down the road, and that's a reason to celebrate. It, it truly is. Now, you were hunting pronghorn antelope in New Mexico, as you mentioned, and what what kind of what were you using as far as guns? I mean, we've all had all kinds of different guns. I've used a lot of handguns, muzzleloaders, 
actually even shot a shotgun one time with a slug years ago at, uh, at, a, at a pronghorn antelope. But what were you using on this trip? Well, as you know, and I know, and you and I know together, because we've chased pronghorns together, you know, pronghorn is a different kind of hunt. I, and I really like it. It's kind of a social hunt. You know, most of the hunts we do, you may have a guide or one buddy, but, you know, hunting is fairly a solitary sport. You know, and a pronghorn hunt is, is it's enjoyable. It's an all-day deal. You know, like on a mule deer and elk hunt, you know, they may be out very early, and then they go into the timber. You won't see them till right before dark. Pronghorn make their living in big open spaces, and their eyeballs and their feet are their weapons. So yes. they live in wide open country generally that you can see them, but the problem is they can see you. So, you know, uh, generally a pronghorn will force you to stretch your barrel every now and then. I mean, I, I tell people that are going to go on their first pronghorn hunt, you know, look, you never want to shoot past what you're comfortable with. Right. But you you would probably want to take a rifle, a, a caliber, and a, you know, a setup that will get you comfortable to 300, maybe 350 yards because right. it's big open, you know, country. And certainly where I was Hunting was one of the most open bits of country that I've hunted pronghorns and in. Probably I mean, pretty flat. Top yeah, there was table an, there was a occasional tumbleweed or jackrabbit <laughs> to hide behind, but it was pretty wide open country and uh, took a great buck out there. Chris took one, and I think it was if it gets daylight at six thirty, we scouted for two and a half days, and we kind of had some cool. target bucks. But right. Chris took one ten minutes after you know good camera light. And uh, we quartered it and dressed it in the field. And I had one particular buck that I really, uh, there were several target bucks we'd found, but I had one that was a real unusual buck. And we were headed to see him. And on the way, an antelope ran out in front of us, crossed under a fence and on our pasture. And I'd videoed him during the scouting part. Right. And he was just too good not to get serious about, you know. And, you know, hunting for TV is a little bit different, as you know, more than anybody, than hunting, just hunting. Uh, I wanted to go see this other buck, but you know what they say about not turning down an antelope on Saturday you'll be looking for on next Wednesday? Yes. This is one yes. of those. And, uh, got, and probably not see it until the season's over. Well, that's <laughs> it. You know, and a bird in the hand, brother. Yeah, the bird in the hand. And I agree. No, took a really nice buck. We had six total hunters in camp. Everybody took a really nice antelope. And, and you know, and that's all good. And everybody, you know, took a good one. But more, more than anything, it was just fun. Boy, it was, it was fun to get out there and get a rifle in your hands and get out there uh, and kind of celebrate the start of our hunting season. You know, you're right. That, that To me, antelope hunting is, and I'm going probably, let's see, it'll be a little over a month from now, and I'll be back in New Mexico, too, actually on a hunt that we sold at the DSC Foundation Gallup That's in, right. uh, on the John Eason's and his family's place out there. And so I'm getting ready for that one. I'll be out at the FTW right before that, and I know that we we're talking about shooting long range and mm -hmm. not necessarily long range hunting, but being capable of shooting that 300, 400 yards if you have to, which is a great place to learn about all those kind of things. But uh, I'm looking forward to that hunt probably for the same reason that you look forward to this one because that's going to be kind of the start of everything for me as well, too. But let's get back. You didn't answer my question about what rifle you used. Well, it, it is a rifle that I think you would probably approve of since you were the first guy to actually take a game animal with the rifle, which belongs to me. 
No, I that's for other You know, I had a uh, I had a Remington seven uh, millimeter built out of the Remington Custom Shop a couple of years. It's been thirty two years since I had a custom gun built that I was just what I wanted it for. And you know, you and I both nearly lived down at Tim Fallon's FTW <laughs> range, can, right? and you know, shooting long distance and to never promote hunting long distance, no, no. but we enjoy shooting at long distance, and, and, and you know seeing what your capabilities are, more importantly, what the capabilities of your, your rifle and your bullets and stuff are. We both enjoy long range, you know, target shooting. And I really kind of built this rifle for that and some of the long range hunting applications like antelope. So Larry and I were hunting with our friend Greg Simons last year down out of Marathon, Texas. And I just got this rifle but unfortunately, Larry had the tag, and I said, you want to use my rifle? And so, yeah, you took a great antelope with that, and it's the exact same rifle that I used on this hunt. So I uh, got my new Remington. Uh, well, uh, you've, you're every time something gets shot with that rifle, there's been three animals shot with it. I've shot one. You shot one, and then we were together when I shot a big whitetail in South Texas yes, last sir. year. You bet. It's kind so, of, we're, we're kind of making it a community rifle. Uh, we, we, <laughs> you can borrow it any time. Yeah. That's a 7 millimeter Remington mag, and I know it was horny de ammo. Do you remember what, what load you were shooting in that thing? You know, like most serious shooters know, there is sometimes a, a rifle, for whatever reason, likes a particular bullet oh, yeah. or load or grain, you know, better. I, I tried a lot of different Hornady ammo through that and what this rifle, and they all shot good. Right. But what shot lights out was the 162 ELD, uh, you know. Yes, ELDX. That's right, out Absolutely. of the Precision Hunter line. And that's been a kind of a go-to bullet for me for a lot, a lot of different animals. And that 162 grain ELDX, just, it just shot just a little bit better than everything else that I shot through there. Dave, I love that ELDX. I'll tell you what, years ago, I was on staff with Shooting Times, a whole bunch of magazines. I shot so many different rifles, so many different ammos. Uh, so many different bullets, and to me, that is the most accurate, most deadly bullet that I've fired out of a rifle at the game that I've shot at it so far. And I mean, I've shot everything from mule deer on down. Going to take it on an elk hunt this year as well, too. But uh, that is an absolutely fantastic bullet to begin with. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you're seeing, I'm seeing more and more of them show up in camps from Texas to Tanzania. Excellent. I yeah, mean, that bullet travels well. <laughs> it, it, it really does. In a lot of different ways. It really does. It, it works on a lot of different games. Well, let's talk about optics a little bit. Uh, you know, these days we've seen a trend to people shooting higher and higher magnification optics. Mm -hmm. So to me, that some of those really high magnification optics, they're heavy. Mm -hmm. And your rifle is not, that 7 mag is not light. Didn't buy it for a mountain rifle. Did not buy it for a mountain rifle. But it, it's got a, it's got a Trigicon scope on it. Mm -hmm. And do you remember which one it is? I, I've got a 3 to 12 uh, Trigicon AccuPoint, Acupoint, you know, yes. well, with a green dot uh tritium, um, you know, tritium dot in the middle, and it's a regular, you know, crosshairs with the with the bright tritium dot, you know, which shows up late, shows up in the middle of the day, you know, it it gives you a very precise aiming point. And yeah, I've been shooting Trigicon products for you know around twenty years, yeah, now. and say, really about as long as they they were producing scopes for hunters exclusively. Right, and you know, one of the things I like about you know. It's kind of the same thing I like about Hornady. The people that make these products are hunters. 
you know, they're, they're not just guys that work in the factory and they're, you're not just engineers. These are people that are passionate sportsmen. They're passionate shooters and hunters and they get out. Uh, you know, we see their teams down at FTW all the time. A lot, yeah. And because they send their engineers down there and say, you know, we're going to put this product through real world conditions. We're going to try it at different, you know, angles. You know, we're going to try it at different light conditions. We're going to try it at different distances. And we are going to keep working until we get it right in it. And the Trigicon guys, in my, my mind, have certainly got it right. Well, so very often we're there, we'll slap the rifle in and then at a certain distance, maybe 75 yards, maybe 100 yards, and then develop a, a range card that they put together for us. And then we will shoot that rifle out to extremely long distances using the dial-up system because you can dial up with the AccuPoint and uh, shoot it out to that distance, then come back. And when you crank it back to where you started from, it goes back to exactly where you started. Well, you know, Larry, we live in a world of technology. Now, I, I get, I am just like one grade level up from the caveman. I mean, <laughs> if it was up to me, we would still be using smoke signals and, and all that. It would not be better off. And, and some people find new technology and they race towards it. They You're just right. cannot wait. You're and right. there's nothing wrong with that. No. And then there's the guy that shrinks from it and that's generally describes me and me. maybe you uh, oh yes uh, pretty darn well and you know like you you know i we grew up either with a, we probably our first scopes were fixed power scopes it was a, you know, generally a four power maybe a six power and then we graduated to a three to nine and you know i've hunted most of the, a lot of the stuff in the world <laughs> with a three to nine which you sighted in at 100 or 200 and then you're doing the old plumb bob method you know you if you shoot enough, you say, okay, at 300 yards, it's going to drop X amount of inches. At 400 yards, it's going to drop. And that's not an exact science by any definition. <laughs> no, it's not. But but using the dial-up scopes, I, I got to tell you, it was a, even as much as I shoot, it was intimidating for me. And me too. And, and it took me a long time to adapt to that. But once you've got to believe your equipment, and then you've got to believe your math. And, you know, uh, again, you know, you and I have range cards developed and it is not, it is each gun, each grain bullet, each bullet style, they're all different. So once you select what you're going to shoot, guys like Tim Fallon of the FTW, of course, you know, they will develop a range card. I mean, I keep one in, uh, in the little cheek piece Absolutely. and I have one that's yes. glued, not glued, but it's taped hey, to the yeah, stock of my yeah. rifle so I can just... You know, look over there. If the animal's moving, he's at 300. Oh, nope, he took off. Now he stopped. He's at 375. You dial up. You know what your math is, and you dial up, you know, however many, you know, minutes of angle or mill dots, whichever system you're using. And it's just hard to trust the math until you get comfortable with it. But it is such a game changer. Once you do get comfortable and you accept it, and you have confidence when I dial up to 375, it is going to center punch at 375. I remember when I first started dialing up on those things, I dialed it up and I go, oh my God, I know this is not going to work. I know it's not going to work. And shoot, and you'd be shooting maybe a six inch steel plate or whatever it is, and I'd be hit it dead center, whatever the range was. You go, by gosh, this stuff really does work. You know? well, well, that's the key. You don't practice on a mule deer or something. You no, can practice no, no, on no, targets. No. And that may be a steel plate. It may be, you know, if you've got a range finder, it may be a big white rock on the side of a hill. But but you, you have 
the days of the hundred yard side in and you know that that's pretty much over i mean we can do it better and why not do it better if you've got equipment that enables you to shoot better and what do they say at ftw you know it's the hunter's job to take the animal you know cleanly with one shot first shot yeah that's it on top of everything else not just one but the first shot yeah and basically that's what what you do to me i love their philosophy is is we're going to teach you how to shoot at a thousand yards so that when you crawl up within a hundred yards you know that you you can precisely place that bullet exactly where you want i've shot to 1200 yards probably my longest shot but and you spend a week doing 600 700 you know you'll feel like rooster cogburn at 300 (laughs) you'll be on a horse shooting both you know Absolutely. shooting with both hands with confidence yeah it really it really does help but i think that is definitely the was i don't think that is the the way of the future and you know if you've ever considered a dial-up scope they're an investment you know but they are a lifetime investment a good scope uh, you know your grandkids will be hunting with it they really well that's one of the beauties like of, of the trigicon is that i mean it's going to be around for a long yeah. long time yeah. over the years i've dealt with all kinds of different scopes and scope companies and all that kind of thing and it used to tickle me because I'm not going to name the uh, the the uh, the European high dollar scope, uh-huh. <laughs> but I took four people to New Zealand several years ago. Uh, a, a cameraman, which I Wayne fears, and the guy that he worked with is his ad salesman. We had four of these scopes on there on our rifles, and for whatever reason, I took two extras. And I guess I was going to give them away while I was there or something. When it was all said and done, we had one rifle with one scope out of the whole bunch that stayed true. All the rest of them got to where they lose zero and they'd spray the bullets all over the place. And I mean, we knew the accuracy of the rifle going into yeah. it. So, I mean, and you don't see that with the Trigicon. They, as you mentioned, they're they're built by good people. They use high quality products. And to me, that AccuPoint, I, I just dearly love that scope. I'll tell you. Yeah, no, it For is. all hunting operations, I mean, op- op- opportunities, I guess you should say. Yeah, like I said, it, it makes you pick up, you know, it gives you the ability to pick a precise aiming point with that tritium dot on there. It could be a tritium post. They make a yeah. lot of different styles. Yeah. But there's just something about when you're looking at that animal and that, you know, and especially, as you know, like a, a black bear or something, trying to pick oh dark crosshairs yeah. uh, or a leopard at last light or yeah. first light. Uh, you know, ooh, it, it, it's uh, tough. And the, to me, the beauty of it is, it immediately takes my eye right to the center. Of the right scope. to the, it, it. I'm not looking to see where the crosshairs are. I know, and I know wherever that dot is. If I've got everything set right and I'm doing my job, I know the bullet's going to go exactly right where it's supposed to. Yeah. Well, I remember when my my wife was learning to shoot and learning to hunt. Uh, she had a rifle that had a, a standard black crosshair on it, and. and and she was okay with it, but then when she started shooting, you know, my acupoint, I said, "Look, I've got a seven mag, another seven mag." Right, right. I had acupoint, and she said, "Boy, I, I her her group started getting so much tighter." She said, "It's just uh, that that dot, you know. Now I know, it, you know, I can see if the dot moves off the target, right. you know, exactly. and I see when it moves back on the target, it's easier." Yeah, look, it's uh it really is a uh, a piece of gear that I I, I trust a lot. Well, I just, I've got, with this elephant I've got coming up, I've got a 280 mountain rifle, 7 millimeter, just a little bit, not yep. quite what the 7 mag is, but uh, a Remington Ball 700, and I've got a, the same scope you know we were talking about earlier yep. with the uh, with the uh, uh, AccuPoint, the 
Tridgicon AccuPoint, and I, I'm trying to remember what grain bullet did. It's either 140, 142, something like that. Uh, I think it's 140 grain ELDX, as I remember best, and it is absolutely unbelievably accurate and I've used it once I've shot one animal with it and I can't wait to use it out there on that pronghorn hunt yeah. I want to switch horses with you real quickly You're, you've been involved for now for a bunch of years with Safari Classics a company that you and some partners have and you do all kinds of different TV shows but one of the things that you guys do that maybe not a people a whole lot of people realize is y'all do a lot of the messaging for DSC and the DSC Foundation tell me about that a little bit yeah the majority of it Larry well, I mean, Almost all of it, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> if not all. Well, I mean, listen, that is, uh, you know, it's a lot of work, but it is work that we do with a passion, obviously, because of our our level of involvement and belief in DSC and the DSC Amen. Foundation. Amen. You know, nobody, and I, and I and I truly mean this, nobody is a better spokesman, you know, for the hunter, the hunter conservationist, you know, for the proper wise utilization you know of our wildlife resources both here in America and, and abroad all over the world right and uh, you know we do so much the conservation through hunting story is is so strong but but what good is it to have the story that we can tell if you don't tell it exactly you know the the ability to to I call it the cocktail conversation, and you've had them. You know, people come over at your house or something. They may come over to my house and see some elephant tusks and say, "Well, I thought, aren't they extinct? Yeah. Uh, you can't shoot elephants." And you have a fifteen-minute conversation with them, and you're talking about not only can you, you know, you know, we take less than one tenth of one percent of the adult male population. You know, it raises this much revenue. The revenue goes back into conservation, protecting the areas, hiring game scouts, supporting anti-poaching programs, and not to mention the meat, you know, distribution of the folks that live there, the job opportunities from road builders to trackers to skinners to camp staff. And people, well, I, I didn't know that. And so we take that cocktail conversation and now can instantly spread it anywhere on planet Earth right. with our video messaging. Uh, and, you know, we keep camera crews going pretty much globally right now. But we're trying to tell the different stories. Sometimes it's a fast response uh, video, something that's happened. Maybe it's a legislative issue that we're fighting, like, you know, California trying to ban bear hunting or New Mexico trying to uh, shut down anybody uh, non-resident hunting, you know, there's always issues, and we call that our fast response department. But other other things will just be, you know, we'll be talking about meat utilization. We'll be talking about, you know, introducing new hunters. We're promoting our DSC chapter system. The list, the list of them are endless. Some we make full video uh, movies, really short right. films, right? You know, talking about you know issues and you know. I would welcome anybody that's listening to us today. Get on the the DSC, you know, Facebook. Get on the DSC website. Come to our DSC Foundation Facebook and website, and you'll see a tab that says videos. If you 
are a hunter, but sometimes you get in those conversations and somebody is an anti-hunter and you don't want to just say, well, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about because that doesn't win anybody over. No, it doesn't. But if you want to have some facts and be able to say, yeah, I bet you didn't know this. I bet you didn't know this statistic. Were you aware of that sportsmen spend this and that? Let me tell you about the Pittman-Robertson that. We will load you for grizzly bear with information, if and you will enjoy what you see, but more importantly, you'll learn. And if something moves you, and the next time you're on Facebook, and you, maybe you're showing a picture of your whitetail and people pounce on you, uh, then you can say, hey, I'm going to post a little video. I'd like you to invest three minutes to watch this video from the DSC Foundation, and then watch what people are saying after that. I've done it a million. I make a living doing it. Absolutely. And, I have to. And, and sending it out to people and, they, and you start seeing responses. Well, you know, I'll probably never hunt, but yeah, that made a pretty strong case. I, I understand maybe why you do it. And maybe that that's enough. You know, there's, look, there's people we're never going to reach. No, they are no, so dug and, in. And there's some people that will, will reach, but they are not going to, they won't accept any, Real world knowledge or, or scientific. Well, based that's knowledge. it. We that's see that in job. politics. There's some, <laughs> you're not going to drag certain people across no, party no, lines. No, no. But there are a lot of people that that just don't know. And if they are presented with with evidence that the conservation through hunting model truly works wherever on planet Earth it's practiced, you may not convert them into going hunting, but you're going to stop them trying to prevent you from doing it. Exactly. They're not going to go to a ballot box and say, yeah, the next wacky, you know, anti-gun, anti-hunting deal, I'm signing off on that. Uh, and and that's our job. That's That really is our responsibility. We're, we're the voice. And and I think so many people are are coming. And look, it's, it's, it's proud for my company. Yes, uh, as it should be. To be able to have people that come up to us all the time and say, let me tell you what, you know, that, that DSC and, and y'all's foundation, well, I just, I'm so glad that you put out the information you do because people just don't know. And, and that really moved me, you know, and that's, that's always heartwarming for us. And, and, but it's necessary more than that. And, and nobody beats the conservation through hunting drum louder longer or better than DSC, period, end of story. Uh, amen. I can't add anything to that, quite frankly, because it's exactly what, it's the truth. It truly is yeah. the truth. Where do you see us going from here in terms of, uh, I know we got a convention coming up this year. I'm really looking forward to that. Man, I am too. What, it, what personally, I, well, let's, let's look at this. Let me back off a little bit. You and I have a deer hunt coming up a little bit later this pretty, year. Pretty soon. Yeah, we're filming you. Gosh, you're going well. You know, for those of you, you know, that are listening, obviously they're Larry fans, but, you know, uh, you know, they're going to see a lot of Larry Washington on Safari Classics, you know, television, they, you know, in the coming years. You know, Larry and I worked together for so long and, you know, it's finally got us back together. Again. I love it. We're back together <laughs> again, it. and you know, there's you know, people. You know, you represent you represent our brand so well. You represent you know hunting as as, as we see it, and you know, it was such a natural fit. You know, uh, when we started, you know, when you were going to make some moves in your career, and said you still wanted to have a TV platform. You know, I'm 
sometimes come off as negative because I try to spot all the bear traps in the trail before I walk <laughs> down it. And I started looking for bear traps, and there wasn't any. Everything was positive. You know, you and I, uh, we see the world the same. We see our industry the same. Yes, but sir. we use the yes, same sir. products. And, yes, sir. And, and for the right reasons, and, too, because they work. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, we're filming Larry a bunch this year. Uh, you're going to be in New Mexico hunting elk. You're yeah. going to be... I'm filming you up in uh, North Texas on a mule deer hunt. Right. We've got a, uh, we're both going to shoot a whitetail out in Ozona, Texas. Hopefully we're going to hunt two. We're going to hunt, we're gonna hunt two big whitetails. I don't know if we'll shoot one, but we'll have fun chasing them. And uh, God, I don't know what else. That's just the stuff we know about. Well, I think there may be one or two things crop up as we move into the future. I'm sure we'll call a coyote or a bobcat up in between in between those. You know, you know what? We're going to be hunting uh, the, the Hargrove Ranch, where last year I hunted mule deer. I did not yeah. kill one, but I called up probably 100, 150 mule deer using one of the Burnham Brothers mouth blown. Oh, yeah. C3 call. Oh, we videoed that. They just, as, yes, you did. And... We just got covered up with them, but I'm going to have a friend of mine and somebody you know as well too, Jim McQuitt. Jim was the editor yep. of Shooting Times and was with Prime Media and some of the TV shows that they had for a while. And yep. Jim's going to be out there with us. And one of the things we're going to try to do over there, he's never shot a bobcat. So he is yep. so keen at the opportunity of bobcat, and that country just happens to have a number of them. A couple of old bobcat callers like you and I ought to be able to get something to bite. I can't wait for us to get out there. Well, the last time I was on the Hargrove Ranch, what a great ranch it is, and even better than that's the folks that, you know, the folks that run it. That the food. But we were up there turkey hunting, and I, about the third day into it, I told my cameraman, who's been every year, says, man, if we do another brown bear hunt up in Kodiak or on the peninsula, I want to go, because we were turkey hunting. I said, well, this is really good practice for a, a brown bear hunt on the Alaskan Peninsula in November because it was cold, the wind blew about 40 miles an hour, <laughs> rain nonstop, and it was miserable. I said, this is a hell of a lot more like a brown bear hunt than it is a Texas spring turkey hunt. But, no, I can't wait for that to get up there. I, I love the country. Like I said, the people could not possibly be better, and I know the hunt will be good. Dave, we're going to close this out because you and I both have got to go to another meeting here with DSC in just a little bit. But tell people how to get in touch with y'all in as far as the fire classics is concerned. Well, I mean, you can, uh, you know, we, you know, safariclassics.net, you know, I mean, you know, but, you know, to tell you the truth, more than, I, let, let me say it another way, the best way to see so far, where I'd rather send them, I'd yes. rather send them to DSC. And the DSC Foundation, because you are gonna, uh, if you want to see what, you know, what we, you know, what we produce, you know, that's my favorite place to send people to see it. But of course, you know, our television show, like you said, you know, tracks across Africa. We're in our 16th season. Oh my gracious. On Outdoor that, Channel. I can't believe it's been that long. First and second quarter, and the Hornady's Dark and Dangerous, and Trujicon's World of uh, Sports Afield are on Sportsman Channel. And they both run third and fourth quarter. So we have got a uh, loyal, <laughs> we've got a loyal and, 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 and happy to say still growing audience, you know, uh, for our shows. But uh, yeah, if you're going to go somewhere and want to see some of our stuff, please come visit us at the at you know biggame.org, which is the DSC. Uh, get on their Facebook, Instagram, or go to the DSC Foundation and just click on some of our videos. And like I said. If you feel 
you know, and I know if you're a hunter, and you're a hunter if you're listening to us, you know, so many times, you know, we don't engage with anti-hunters because, you know, people say, well, I, I just probably don't have enough information to really make my point. We will load you for bear with information that you can use and stuff that you can just as easy as click and share to make a point. So, yeah, I don't believe that's right. Why don't you watch this video? And, and if, if if we can get some people to go to those sites, that will make my day because that's the best place to see our brand. Of It'll work. make their day as well, too. So Yeah, yeah thanks so. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for joining us here around the DSC campfire. I got a feeling we're going to do this several more times because you and I are going to be in several camps together. And that point, I think we'll talk about kind of what we're doing at the moment, maybe some of the techniques that we're using to try to call in a critter, be it a, 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 a antlered or a fanged critter. And uh, y'all just join us right back here again, too, next week at the DSC campfire. Thank you, Dave. Enjoyed it last time, enjoyed it this time, and I'll enjoy it next time. Thanks for joining us around the campfire. To leave a comment or suggestion for an upcoming episode, go to Instagram at Larry Wysoon Outdoors. Please join me right here next week for another DSC's Campfires. DSC Campfires with Larry Wysoon has also been brought to you by the Texas Wildlife Association. Working for Tomorrow's Wildlife Today, TRHP Outdoors, Kenetrek Boots for the Trails Less Traveled, Voight, the finest in hunting gear, Pyramid Air for all things air gun, and Ripcord, Rescue Travel Protection. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.